It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Hey there, Merman. All right, so with the introductions out of the way, Wait for it. Wait for it. Let's rage on. Oh, tasty. Well, thanks to who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot support us by joining our membership, then you can buy us a terrible movie rental to watch and we will watch it thanks to all our listeners from all over the world but mostly our u.s and canadian listeners who are crushing downloads for us however some big love to some new listeners from countries that have recently felt the rage all the way from indonesia brazil philippines singapore slovakia turkey and vietnam so glad we are able to spread our rage like vegan margarine all over the globe like delicious, tasty toast. Thinly, but deliciously. I have no sound, idea what you're talking about. That sounds gross. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we got a few listens, but there wasn't as much juicy vegan margarine like we do from, you know, U.S. and Canada. Right then. Just thick gobs of vegan margarine. Yeah, let's move on. Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. been streaming and we've been streaming and doing what streaming jim and marie did some streaming but not all on the weekend streaming but not what you think porn 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 exactly what i thought All right, let's start with uh, something that was on Prime. There's not even a dumb dumb or a dumb dumb or a dumb dumb. It's just Prime. Just Prime. Prime dumb dumbs. Just Prime. Prime. (laughs) Speaking of dumb dumbs. All right, on Prime, uh, we just had to watch what was on Prime this week because it stars Riz Ahmed, and I personally am a big fan of Riz Ahmed, so I was really looking forward to this. Movie's name is Encounter. Uh, Riz Ahmed stars as a father who is trying to save his children from an impending alien threat. It is anchored by some great acting from Riz and his uh, on-screen children. Uh, as well as uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, who, you know, as his parole officer, was kind of brilliant in this, really, I thought. Uh, the first half of this was suspenseful and thought-provoking. It was very well written, and for some reason, it took a strange, unnecessary turn. It sort of turned into a revenge flick, complete with some gun-toting good old boys, and from that point, the movie lost me. Why did they take this fantastic film I was watching about a father on the edge and turn it into some dumb action movie? Still, the ending was effective, 
the performances were great. And the first half plus, a little more than the first half, was really, really good. The very end salvaged the film. I just wish we could have avoided the Magma Boys tangent that it took. So that makes this a meh, which for me is just, I can't believe I'm giving Riz Ahmed movie a meh, but uh, it was so good for a Riz while. Riz Ahmed, yeah, duh, is yeah, what I'm hearing. He, yeah, it's not cool, but uh, it was so good for darn near an hour. And then, oh my, I, I, as soon as he broke into that guy's house, and then it just really took the so disappointed after that but i still like the end i like the standoff and i like the end but are you convincing me or yourself i'm t- i'm not sure what i'm doing Did you, right what do you now. think Mer? did he I convince he's you trying to talk himself into a yeah. <laughs> no he's trying no. to convince it it's a man i'm tr- trying to trying. convince it's a man it's not a man. rage <laughs> it's already on tape it's it's, it's already on tape it's definitely it's a not man. a rage because once again riz Ahmed was brilliant the kids were brilliant octavia spencer was very good it was just so well she acted. Was the super Spencer. She really was. It was um it was a lot of good. As it, opposed to when she was then, in that superhero movie. Remember know, when she was I in do that. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know why this took this magma boy, oh, good old boys tangent that just just Yeah. Anyways, uh long story short, we're staying with meh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like everything Riz Ahmed does, he is outstanding in this sci-fi suspense film. The balance of sci-fi versus mental illness is done pretty great in the first one-third of the film. But then it becomes very apparent the sci-fi was all in his head. And the film started a slow descent not just into madness, I might add. And the CLFs in this uh, do a great job of acting along the god of all things acting, a.k.a. Riz Ahmed. Yes. Riz is so natural in everything he does. I believe he? he actually doesn't actually act anymore. He just becomes that person for a period of time. The visuals are incredible in this film, inclusive of the cinematography and the super creep critters that all but metaphorically insecticide uh, the film (laughs) added a huge creep factor at the beginning of the film. But as we learned that it was all in his head, they kind of dissipated. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The insect... Um, mm. metaphors that they were bringing in kind of dissipated as the movie started to dissipate in greatness. <laughs> 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 it was like, apparently we needed more insects to make this movie better. Yes. I really like the relationship of Riz and in particular with his oldest son played by Lucian River Chahan. Yeah, I meant to write those names down. Well, I just did. So it's, yes. you know, it's, still, it's still on record in here. Yes. Um, but as the film progressed, as Bryson alluded to, I felt that the film lost some of that spark and tension and settled into a common thread of PTSD mental illness that is common of late in films about PTSD common illness. The ending also, I kind of felt did not come together as dramatically as the film led that it should have in all honesty. That's my thoughts. Well, something had something need to be a chunk chopped out of there and it would have been fine, but I don't know. I didn't like the very, very ending. I I felt they should have tried to keep us guessing longer into the film, whether the sci-fi was real. The acting was brilliant by every single person in this film, including Madam Spencer. Yes. But the film was meh. It was. So disappointing. It's almost like, it's like that, that taste in your mouth 
is where it's like you feel bile that's come up. It's like I'm saying the word Rizamed and meh in the same sentence. It's like it's like when you've got like a favorite band and every album's been great, and then they release that one album where you're like, but at least this wasn't a rage. Uh, so, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, we're not. There saying was he's a lot. Not, there's a lot of good, and maybe we were holding them up to a different standard too. But it it just it was just well. Meh. The thing too, when you think about it, it's he's not necessarily a bad actor. It's the movie wasn't as good as he no, is. It's, it, there's no question. He was still brilliant in it. Of course. He just, given. He just is. It's just the way it is. Did you watch this one? No. no he doesn't have Prime. And he doesn't like Riz Ahmed. He doesn't like Riz Ahmed like you and I do. I don't mind him, but... But you also haven't seen a lot of his movies of late. I've seen enough. When was the last movie you saw other than Star oh, I Wars? I saw the one where he was the the, the, the deaf musician guy. Okay. I previewed Sound that. Sound of Metal. Yeah. Which one? Sound of Metal. No. Oh, yeah. He's no, not that one. The other one. <laughs> the other one. Where, no, he wasn't deaf in both. He was, oh, he was deaf in one. one and he had another issue. He was going deaf other. in the other. Oh, yeah. No, was, he was a DJ or something. He was going deaf. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that's a different one than Sound of Metal. Yeah, yeah they're both deaf. Oh, though. Is, that's right. That's, no, a, that's his no. thing for a while. He, no, just, he, he was a DJ and he was slowly going deaf and he yeah. was angry about it. He's deaf. He's. Why wasn't he deaf in this movie? Called. Yeah, Sound of Metal it. was basically the same thing, yeah. except, except with a drummer. A drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't see it. <laughs> they're both brilliant, though. No, they were completely different films. But well, anyway, they're, they're both, both They're both I've brilliant. Seen, like, two or three of his films in Star Wars. Okay, he's there you okay. go. You get a pass. Anyways, he's not okay. This movie. He's the best. He's the ever. best, exactly. All right, we also streamed something on Netflix. Dumb, dumb. dumb. <laughs> with a capital <laughs> dumb. Dumb, dumb. Murray. Oh, I guess it's my turn. I guess it is. Dumb. Dumb. That's not a new even, thing. Even man. when he's in a All bad right. movie. We the Unforgivable. Gush. A woman is released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime and reenters society that refuses to forgive her past. Starring Sandra Bullock. Also with Vincent D'Onofrio and Viola Davis. That is correct. Basically, she goes to prison for killing a cop and gets out and yeah her life sucks <laughs> and a lot she's, she's trying to get her uh her, her sister i guess who is yes. taken away from her and that's not going so well and yeah she keeps getting into fights because people don't like her because she's a cop killer and she just kind of rolls with the whole thing so yeah no um i liked it actually i thought uh, it was a very tough and gritty performance by sandra bullock Vincent offrey was always good and Ella Davis, who I'm not really especially fond of, as you guys know, did an okay job. She wasn't nearly as unlikable as she is in most other movies that I've seen her in. She wasn't supposed to be unlikable. That's what I mean. So she actually was normal for a change. When she's being unlikable, she's supposed to be unlikable in the movie, though, Murray. Well, then she does a good job. I know. That's I, why we're saying she's so brilliant. Because I pretty much don't like her in anything. But exactly. This, this, she wasn't bad in. Because she's brilliant. Um, yeah, the story had its ups and downs. I mean, I wasn't crazy about the way it ended, but... Uh, I thought there'd be a little more action in it, but yeah, it was a meh. I didn't All mind right. it. I'm excited about that meh. I guess that's me next. Yeah, according to this, it is. See, I, this is what I do. I organize our lives. I, that's all I can say. So, the unforgivable, yes, we all know Sandra Bullock is in this, but... You had me at Viola Davis and John Boy Walton, a.k.a. Richard Thomas. This story is very full of layers. They do a great job with all the characters developing each one individually, which doesn't happen very often in film in general. But when you have this many characters and the, the level of character development on this was done brilliantly. The cast is incredible in addition to motherfucking Viola Davis. Uh, we also got, as mentioned, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and the once undoubted John Barenthal. John Barenthal, yeah. That's right. This role for Sandra Bullock, in my opinion, was a very complex character than we're used to seeing her play. And I gotta admit, I feel she nailed this role. I felt, um, Sandra at times has not had much depth and range. But in this role, in this movie, that I felt that proves, in my opinion, that maybe she did earn that Oscar. 
I'm just saying. Not like I care about Oscars. Are you like being ironic or no, something? No, I am not. Okay. I thought she was brilliant. I thought All she right. didn't. I thought you don't like her. So you must That's have had some off, kind of. I thought she was fantastic in wrestling Ernest Hemingway. I thought she was fantastic in this. Because it's not, it wasn't anything Anyways, close to wrong. Yeah. Understand well, right now, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. No, I thought I thought she was brilliant, and you know, I have hope for what she's going to do next, and especially if she does Bird Box too, which I hope she does. I just like that she didn't stick to her, you know, basic formula of doing. Comedies. Yes. Well, like, not just that rom com. She's been in rom- so many rom coms, like and so much. This was a step outside for her. Yeah, like I she, thought she herself admitted she likes to make people laugh. This role was so far outside of that. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Showed her I thought she. I thought she did chops, an amazing I job. Anyway. I thought the grittiness of her character was fantastic. Um, the subject matter of this film was complex, layered, deep, controversial, and dramatic. The characters seemed real, in my opinion. And their emotions and responses seemed real to the situations that they are put under. And a lot of what's happening is traumatized to pretty much everyone in this film. So much went on in this film and the story uh, that I didn't expect. I I loved her in it. Uh, I like this film a lot. I also give it a man. Okay, I barely prepared for this because I thought I was just going to have to say ditto after you. Mm-hmm. But I cannot... Oh my God! What were you guys watching? I was watching that film. That movie was a mess. No. Oh, it was, and it started like right from right from that stupid scene where she's standing in the in the in the uh, field of her childhood home or whatever. Yep. And they invite her in, and then after that, Viola Davis says something so unbelievably ridiculous. She said, "Well, that's not even ridiculous, but." We're supposed to sympathize with this with this person. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. No. She killed a cop. There's no there's no point in that movie where you're supposed to sympathize her except at the end. Yeah. That was it. No you, way. No way. I wasn't no sympathizing way. her for her one minute. We the were, whole time I was like, I hate her. I think she she, she deserves what she got. Blah blah blah. And then things change. And then you're supposed to sympathize with her. I didn't sympathize with her at all through the whole movie. Uh, and the no, scene well, with neither, her and Barenthal in the restaurant, I'm like, I'm made like, no sense. It made perfect sense. It made absolutely, absolutely no sense. so much sense. <laughs> None of it made sense. It all made sense, and it all tied itself up at the end. It was fantastic. Really? You know what? You didn't think that was? I think a, I might change my rating. That was a total. I actually might think I might change this to a Mondo. This, that was a total cop out twist at the end. No, it wasn't a cop out twist. It was a really good, well done twist. None of the characters' actions made any sense. All of the characters made complete sense for what was happening around them. And there each was, family had a different dynamic was so that was much, involved. There's so much going on. In yes, the there was just, so much. That's what I liked about it. Like, what was with this? This like, did we re, did we need the side story with the brothers? Yes. Why? Not. Because it was dumb. No, it wasn't. It was good. And then we needed to have him catch his brother cheating on his yes. with his wife. And yes, yep. well, because he and didn't have a trigger. Be- he was still kind of holding on to some form of semblance of mental you know, stability. You know what? This and movie, then, this movie could have been okay if we ignored. It was okay. If we ignored that. It was very okay. No, it wasn't. If we ignored that, if we ignored no. the fact that uh, Viola Davis is... Viola Davis was brilliant. No, she wasn't. She was fantastic. No, she wasn't. Her scene on the... Oh, yeah, every scene she was no, in. She was she no, she wasn't. She was... She was... This is the worst thing that she's ever been Never. in. Never. The no. worst thing that she'll ever be in. No. Sandra Bullock is sitting there just making poo-poo face for two hours. <laughs> was not tremendous acting. Uh, it was she, just her looking solemn and, and pouting. Yep. It, it was... It was It was a, just a mess. There was so much going on. Yes, there was so much going on. Yeah, and none of it needed to tie together. It all it, tied together. The only way that this could be any good, and it can't be any good, is if it was like... It was almost there was, Mondo. There was so much put into this two hours... Yes. ...that you you needed like nine hours to actually flesh it out. Because it was too much. There was way too much going on. I think on. it tied it all up. No. It, it, had, it covered huge, super heavy topics and tied it all together really well. I don't know what you're talking about. It is garbage. No. I hated she this was movie. Grand. She was fantastic. And this movie was pretty good. It's enjoying you guys fighting. Here's the thing. Because you almost yeah. always agree on stuff. <laughs> Not always. Pretty much. 
So we, you we, think, we're you not think, you we're not that, agree we're not going to agree on anything this week, Barry. I can almost guarantee think, it. You think that this movie needed the revenge angle? Then uh, it had to have the revenge angle. Why? Because because it was stupid. His brother, his brother, yeah. was the one that we thought was going to do the killing. Wouldn't a more interesting movie have been? No, the movie that we saw. Wouldn't was a more interesting movie had been? Yes, if it was about the dynamic between her. And her sister's now gar- parents, I guess. No, I didn't want that. I wanted, I wanted to hate Sandra Bullock all the way through the movie, and then get this twist ending, and be happy that I didn't hate her anymore. I was expecting to hate Sandra Bullock through the entire movie, and then still hate her at the end. And guess what? I did. This movie sucked. It was a rage. Ah, uh, poor baby. It was so bad. I cannot believe you guys can defend I it. I almost might give it a Murray. It was afraid. garbage. You are outvoted. Murray, should we give it a Mondo? Maybe. You know what? You convinced me. I'm going to give it a Mondo. Yeah, yes. I think I'm thinking again on this. I'm actually giving it a Mondo. You guys are crazy. No, it was fantastic, and so was Sandra Bullock. She was. She was and, bad. And might I, was bad. might I add, Vincent Murray D'Onofrio has never. Was bad. Murray has never said John Viola Davis was is bad. anything but okay, and he said she That's was good right. in this. That's right. So apparently, I am right. That's two Mondos in a rage. I wish I would have prepared more for this one because well, I was I was just trying to forget about it as soon as I watch it and thinking well I'm following Jim so he'll kind of remind <laughs> me of the stuff that I need to rage about and you didn't you're sitting there glowing about the whole I li- thing I like the it movie just, it was just a just a mess just a mess of I a movie. loved I loved so many storylines that all tied up and Nothing. the characters were all so well developed because there's so many dynamics no, that were happening all no. at the same time. No, nothing made sense. It all made sense. Made perfect sense. I don't know what you were watching. I was watching the unforgivable yeah, it was Sandra unfor- Bullock. It was unforgivable that they made this movie. It was unforgivable. I didn't it wasn't another hour. I would have loved to sit through another hour of it. I think it needed to make be like eight more hours to make any sense with all they're trying to cram into it. I'll I'll write you some Cole's notes on the whole complexity of it. Yeah, I would then, love to then, read them so that I can come back on the air and say you're still wrong. <laughs> well, let's talk about another film that I know we're gonna disagree on. Well, I guarantee. <laughs> Which is Agnes. Vio VOD because we because we're not Vancouver or Toronto we're just little old Calgary. Apparently Calgary is not big enough. Not big enough to get this. So, as some of you may or may not know, this is the latest Mickey Reese film, and I have apparently seen his last film too, and it seems that we're now going to be somehow bound watching all of the Mickey Reese films because one of us loves him and the rest of us don't. So I don't know what this means, but one of us apparently we're getting outvoted and having to watch apparently. Mickey Reese films. That's all I'm going to say up front. Because you know what? He usually does things like promises you vampires, demons, and delivers dialogue after dialogue after dialogue after dialogue, where lots is spoken but not all is needed. Specifically to tell a concise tale. It, this film goes in one direction, but almost ends abruptly with no explanation and then completely changes focus to a completely different movie. It's like you're watching two separate short films. Yep. There has some great, and I mean great performances in this. I, it, Mickey Reese can sometimes, obviously, I've only seen two of his films, can get some great performances out of people. But, but, he also has way too much dialogue in his movies, which I'm surprised that Bryce likes because usually he doesn't like anything. The dialogue doing is so- anything. It's not. It goes nowhere. And the film goes pretty much nowhere. I still liked the concept of this film. So, as I said last time when we watched a Mickey Reese film, it's Mickey Reese. So it's man. And why did we call this Agnes? 
I, I have no clue why the movie was called Agnes. It made that no- was the one that was possessed. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, was it? She was hardly in it. Yeah, she was in it but, for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but she was in it for a very important 10 minutes. She was the catalyst for everything that yeah. went on. Right. But oh, then, yeah. then Mary was like the central part of the whole movie. Yeah, why wasn't it called Mary? It would have made way more sense. If it because was Agnes was the catalyst. Oh, oh, catalyst. Catalyst, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Anyways, long story short, Mickey Reese is brilliant. The guy can do no wrong. His dialogue is unbelievable. It's it's so I when they start talking about I just nothing, get absolutely get enthralled with like everything that's being said. And uh, you're gonna have to excuse me for a second because our computer's about to die if I don't plug it in. <laughs> Five, Sorry, four, three, two, one. What is going on? How are we not hey, plugged in? I'm going to be to be continued here, and you tell me what you thought, Murray, and then I'll come back and I'll wrap this up because I got to go find a power source. What's this? How is our power source missing? Because I pulled it out here, though. Okay, well, um, well, I don't yes. know if we're even recording. Well, we can just. Well, this may be a an episode that we that we actually edit. Maybe. I'm not editing anything. Okay, well, um. <laughs> Five minutes into watching this movie, I realized I'd seen it already. What? I actually previewed this for the festival back in May or June or something like that. All right. And I kind of forgotten about it. Uh, as I recall, I'd given it, I think, a four out of five, but it didn't get picked for the festival. And then, yeah, lo and behold, I'm watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this. Now, first the good part. It starred... Two of my favorite TV daughters. Oh, nice. Yes, I'm going to go there. First one was Molly C. Quinn. I don't know what the C stands for. Who played Richard Castle's daughter for like eight seasons on Castle. And I loved her. I watched her grow up with her big ginger red hair and precociousness. And it was kind of uh, interesting to see her kind of uh, turn to the bad girl uh, in this movie swearing and all kinds of stuff. Dirty potty mouth yeah. that she had. The other one was Hayley McFarlane who played the title role of Agnes. Oh. Who was the squeaky clean daughter of Tim Roth in a TV show called Lie to Me. She was a straight A student and did no wrong and yeah, to see her you know, spitting out pea soup and swearing at the priests, it was actually quite something to see. But yeah, this movie, um, it was uh, interesting uh, the first time. It was so interesting that it was meh? Sometimes it's unsettling. Sometimes it was funny. Mostly it was just strange. And like you said, it's like two different movies. Yeah. The first they half, don't even really tie the together The first half well. was in the convent. And it was Agnes who's possessed by some kind of Yes, demon. and it could have been great exorcism. if they would have stayed on track. And the first half of the movie, I had no problem with. And then, yeah, much as I like watching Molly Quinn... She left the nunnery, or whatever you want to call it, the convent, and went to the back, back into the real world and worked at a supermarket, and basically left behind her faith. And yeah, the movie just ended. Like yeah, just, the the tra- it wasn't good good transition. Like it didn't really go anywhere at the end. It just kind of had her talking with the, one of the old priest guys. It's like okay, and blah blah blah, and then boom, boom credits. Yeah, I'm like. Really? That's how it ends? So, okay, here's a question for you, Mer. Do you think that if if they would have somehow been able to tie the first part to the second part better, do you think that it might have been... Like, if you think yeah, they would have ended it differently and they would have somehow tied it in properly it might have been to a, the film? It might have been a better movie if they had, like, tried to give away spoilers, but basically it doesn't... The story doesn't end with Agnes and the exorcism. Yeah. It's like most movies about exorcism. Right. The, but the, this, the, the, the demon jumps from the experience else, From the experience of Mickey Reese that I have, the two films that I've seen, he promises you one thing. He's exactly. Like, and then he gives you something else yeah. that's not that quite as good the as the brilliance promise. brilliance of Mickey Reese. That's not the brilliance of Mickey Reese. You sit there that's and the you're watching a movie Reese. and you are so enthralled with this movie. No, you're not and then enthralled. all of a sudden... You're waiting for something to happen that then, never does. And all of a sudden... The movie, it just, boom, it turns on on a dime, 
And it's something completely different. This, Kate, this is what it's I don't like get getting, about you. It's like getting two you, movies this, in this, one. This but, movie... But with him, there's brilliant dialogue. There's, there's not... There's, how, there's fantastic camera is, angles that sometimes don't okay, make any sense. Okay, I'll give you the camera, camera <laughs> angles. There is camera angles that are cool. I will give you that. And he just... But the dialogue doesn't go pretty much anywhere. Oh, the dialogue's brilliant. It's and the way not. it's and the way he gets them to deliver it. I'm almost just I'm it, almost going to change my rating on it this. It makes one. me <laughs> it makes me just so happy to watch Mickey Reese. I need to see more. Ugh. Oh, indeed. Ugh. <laughs> I just can't get enough of this guy. I hope he continues to make a movie a year. Because I we oh, we this, will be watching this is, everyone. Ugh, until well you, then, until you finally realize no that Mickey Reese is one of the best directors out there right now. You've only seen two of his movies. I know, and they're both man, and they're both freaking mondo man. And I don't see, I can't Maria, see this guy I want making you to a bad see movie. Climbing to the Hunter now. <laughs> I just want you to see it. Do I have to? <laughs> it is so good. It's so mad, Marie. It's I, so mad. I sat there. Just like I did with this one. I was with dumbfounded a, with an too. absolute grin on my face. I was smiling this ear is to what, ear. This is what makes me laugh about you so much. You can go into a Mickey Reese movie and pick shit like that up. But if another movie does some weird turn and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That made no sense whatsoever. But if a Mickey Reese does it, it's like, oh, he gets a pass because he's no, no, quirky. He doesn't get a pass because within the, the confines of what I'm watching, it's it's brilliant. I don't. He's the only one that can pull this stuff off. I think you and him have some connection that Murray and I may never have with Mickey Reese. Yeah, I just right. can't get enough. I tell you, this this was so so good, <sighs> so so entertaining. Okay, I'm assuming That's enough you give it a Mondo then. Of course, Anyways, it's a yeah. Mondo. It's like yeah. so it where mad. you and I might say Mondo. it's a Mickey Reese movie. Mickey Reese. It's a man. And for yeah. Bryce, it's Mickey Reese. He doesn't even have to watch it. That is not true. He gives it a Mondo. I will watch it, and, and I will I love it. I watched it without even knowing. Yeah, I love it. it. I watched it without even knowing who the hell he was. Yeah. Well, I kind of one of the best wish. directors walking the face yeah, of the okay. earth today. Sure. Uh, but you know what? We got to go to the cinemas also. Yeah, we did. And. We got to see something that's, I think, coming to Netflix soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I wish we would have just waited it for it to coming, come to Netflix. I believe, or, uh, end of the year or Christmas, something It like cost that. him a whole gift certificate. Oh, it did. no. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not so what was it that we saw that was in theaters? Uh, don't look, go to this movie. Don't look up this movie. <laughs> <Don't look. laughs> it's called Don't Look Up. And... Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. I mean, it 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 swings for the fences, and it's trying to be really, really funny and satirical, and uh, I just, it's just, it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, Keep uh, telling us facts now. Uh, Come on, yeah. Let's sits, have these facts. It sits there, picks at like low hanging fruit, and it's just, it's lazy. It's a lazy movie. Um, what are we? I don't know. I just, I just don't know what we were just, watching. Just give us your rage, and I'll actually, then I'll actually describe the movies. Okay, might well, I want to see. I it. guess the whole, the whole premise is that that we care about celebrity more than the end of the planet in this. Uh, Which is true. It's a Which concept that. Could work as a satirical endeavor, it's a but complete parody the last this two is years. so poorly executed that it crashes before it even has a chance to pick up steam. the the, apop- the apocalypse the apocalypse uh, the apocalypse won't help the upcoming primaries, is what Meryl Streep's character says, which is just like it's so dumb, just dumb. Jonah Hill as her. Chief of Staff is just dumb. From there we get punched in the face with attempts at humor that fall flat, such as DiCaprio's character screaming, We're all gonna die on a kid's show. Oh, that's hilarious. For some reason, I found Mark uh, Rylance somewhat amusing in this, playing kind of a Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. He was great, actually. With with a little Joe Biden mixed in, yeah, he was um, awesome. 
that was the most inspired thing in this movie. Um, this is the worst thing that uh, Adam McKay's ever done in his life. It is just garbage. You go through his movies. Anchorman, The Legend of Baron Burgundy. Loved it. Me, it was a Mondo. Talladega Nights, Battle to Rick and Bobby. It's good. Mondo for me. Step Brothers, surprising it's Mondo for me. The other guys was a meh. No, that one Anchorman was 2. also a meh. Mondo, no, The Big Short, Mondo. That was Mondo. Vice, Mondo. That was Mondo. Don't Look Up, Rage. Okay, then. That was garbage. It was a... Uh, Gomer, let's have, a, let's have the, the truth. I've never seen a movie try to be funny so hard and fail so miserably. Like, I literally laughed uh, once at something Mark Rylance's character said. Once in the whole movie. You, you sat beside me. Did, yeah. you, did you see me laugh at all? Probably oh, I'm going to talk about you in my review. Yeah, good. Because <laughs> I just sat there just squirming at the garbage I was seeing on the screen. What? A, this was a piece of crap. What are you doing, McKay? You make good movies. What was this? He makes some okay movies. Rage. All right, Mer. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, don't look up. Waiting for Rage Man to get done. Oh, you know what? I'm not done. Been- DiCaprio, Blanchett, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet. Like, you can't make a good movie with these people? For Christ's sake, you had Rob Morgan in it. He's great. Yeah. He's crap in this. I don't know if I'd say that. Ah, uh, you know what? He's not crap in this. That it's, was going too far. Yeah, well, you've gone he too was far just, already. He was just you fine. You crossed a line you can't walk past, back, from. Anyways, and Tyler Perry just com- continues his streak of garbage maybe that was a thing he put tyler perry in and he's like oh i made a mistake well i guess my movie's crap now anyways it's probably what happened so he just it was I, so much poop i'm sure it was how can you not make a decent movie with that cast i just i am be- well it's beyond this is I, garbage. I, i'm not convinced meryl streep hasn't made a bunch of shit in the last while but murray tell us what you thought of don't look up i'm done go ahead Rage. he's probably I gonna i don't believe you I don't believe him either. But keep talking, Mur. As usual. Yes. Could not disagree more. All right. Uh, the only thing I will say is the movie did not need to be two and a half hours long. I would agree. But beyond that, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. There you go. This was like a parody of everything that's gone wrong at the last four, well, four years of Donald Trump. And then afterwards, it's like, basically, Meryl Streep was the female Trump, right down to that red hat. <laughs> yeah. And she basically employed her idiot son as a secretary of state or whatever the hell his role was. So you're basically was. saying Donald Trump's kids are... Are idiots. Okay, there Yeah, go. I'll go ahead and say it. I don't care who's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have these two scientists who basically tell the president that the world is going to end if you don't do something with this damn asteroid. And she, like a Donald Trump-type character, completely ignores them and fires all of the scientists who are trying to contradict her. Which is basically is what, exactly what Donald... If somebody had come to Donald Trump three years ago and said... There's an and asteroid told them about climate there's change? An as- there's an asteroid wait, coming to Earth. Wait. It's going to kill everybody. Wait, he, Murray, he wait. Believe them. what you meant to say was if 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 the entire world said we're having issues with climate change yes. and we should probably stop using coal yes. and the rest of the planet started to agree with it, that Donald Trump might say, oh, let's oh, no. start back up coal. Yeah, pretty much. He might do something like that. So basically, yeah, I mean. I'm just checking. Not to pick too much up on, you know, Mr. Orange Face, but I mean, yeah, this is what would have happened if he was actually the president and somebody had come to him and said, the world's going to end if you don't destroy this asteroid. He would say, eh, whatever. He would have ignored everybody. Well, we don't know for I, sure if that would happen. No, but I'm pretty sure. But that's what I enjoyed it because it was making fun of him pretty much for two and a half hours. And, yeah, and then the Mike Ry- Rylance, Rylance, whatever, uh, character, yeah, it was bang on. Like, what's his name? Um, Elon Musk? No, the other one, uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. He, yeah. yeah, he keeps sending people into space. He sent uh, Michael Strahan, an ex-football player and Good Morning Show host. Oh, that dude. 
into space for like one day. Because he next day he was back on NFL Fox Sunday. He was gone for one whole day. Nice. How many millions did that cost? Then like three days later, one of his factories burns down. <laughs> it's like the Mark Ryland or whatever. He nailed that character. He did. Exactly I thought you, he was brilliant. Exactly He's brilliant. what you would expect from one of these mega yeah. billionaire He's got a movie coming people. up I really want to see. Anyway. Um, no, I thought it was funny. I thought the, the ending, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at the ending. The very ending? Yeah, the very ending. Uh, I, I did miss Don't the, say what it is, I, but... I did, I did miss the end-to-end credits, because it was two and a half hours, I had to go to the bathroom. But no, absolutely, I give it a mondo. I recommend anybody who enjoy, enjoys a good time to see this movie. Enjoys a good time all the time. Exactly. That's his philosophy. Mondo. All right. Well, I think I might split the difference here. You probably will. Uh, I got to go get high. This is the most important line in this entire film. (laughs) When we find out the end of the world is happening, Jennifer Lawrence says the most brilliant thing and pretty much sums up this entire movie. This overly... Almost. This overly slap in the face with metaphorical spaceshipness of the current state of what I'm guessing is supposed to infer the U.S. and probably the rest of the planet puts me in a bit of a dilemma. On the one hand, this is by far the best acting I've ever seen Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio ever do in any movie ever. But on the other hand, it is quite possibly the worst movie I've seen in a while. There was a few laughs, specifically out loud moments where I was laughing at how terrible some of this dialogue was and that they made fun of humanity. And then I laughed a few times a little bit at how stupid the film was trying to portray it in such overt in your faceness and but the best of it was the lyrics of ariana grande's song look look up i laughed through the whole time she was singing yeah but the the best thing about this movie and i can't tell you i can't tell you how important this is when we're going to go back into cinemas Seeing a movie by yourself, at home, on your TV, is nothing like seeing it in a crowd of people where you get to hear the laughs and the jump scares and the screaming and the whatever that's happening. That's why we go to the movies. And what I love to go... If you would have went to it with me... Hold on, hold on. What, What I got to experience through this whole movie and the joy that I had watching Bryce's face all the way through this film... For that reason alone, it gave me so much joy that I actually want to give this movie a mondo. I've never had so much joy watching a movie in my life. Just watching the agony on my face. Yes, it gets a mondo for Bryce, Leo, and Jenny. But the film also made me what were made in this film, what I'm guessing was their depiction of the first woman president of the US out to be a complete moron was a rage. But because I did have so much fun several times in the film's expense and our two lead actors acted the shit out of this film. No, they didn't. And in some parts I didn't hate. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it a meh. There you go. You know what? This this in-cinema experience, you know what this, this was uh, synonymous with? The, the, the yes. in-cinema experience I had watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no, Sonic the Hedgehog was way worse than this. No, it wasn't. These two movies were equally bad. I put this on a level with Sonic the Hedgehog. No way. Yeah, this will be on the worst movies of the year. I guarantee it because I'm pretty sure this was the worst movie I've watched this year. I I am absolutely serious. I I am not kidding when I say Leonardo DiCaprio was probably the best I've ever seen him act. He was doing a Will Ferrell impression. He He was brilliant in this, and so was Jennifer Lawrence. I've... Sometimes I watch Jennifer Lawrence, I just don't feel that... I feel that she's acting. 
in this, I felt like she was that character. Same with Leo. Like he comes on the stage and he he lo- he was like you could have plugged anybody into no, those roles. No, he he did he did a great job in that role. There was nothing to do in those roles. I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, him screaming the world's gonna end on the kids' show. Oh he yeah, was, that's, he's acting he's already, the hell out of that. He's, he's already he's, mentally well, ill at that point. <laughs> then the puppets talk back to him. We don't like that guy. <laughs> Yeah. That was pretty good, actually. Oh, so funny. Now that I'm remembering how much I enjoyed that. Yeah, there you go. Garbage. Exactly. It's have to be high art. So, okay, what, let's, just make, let's just do a quick recap where we're at right now. So we saw four movies, yeah. and Bryson, Murray, and I have not agreed on one. Nope. Just saying. We're batting a 1,000 here. Let's see what happens with the last movie. We literally just got out of the cinema, raced here to do our recording. That we did. We saw oh, yeah, right. the movie The Lost Daughter with our dear, dear friends at SIF, Calgary International Film Festival, SIFCalgary.ca. SIFCalgary.ca, uh, yeah. I still don't understand that. Calgary International Film Festival, calgary.ca. Yeah, I don't know. I think eventually they're going to get rid of the Calgary altogether. Who knows? I think there's another SIF is why they did that originally. Originally. Yes, there was. I think it was like Cleveland or something. Yeah, it could be Cleveland. Yeah, it was like Cleveland International Film Festival. Cucamonga. So this movie is... Yes. And we love this festival like our two hometown festivals are the best in the world i'll arm wrestle anybody to, to argue that they are but this movie is coming out for major release in netflix i think end of the year end of the year so watch for this film it's called the lost daughter which is maggie gyllenhaal's first feature directorial debut and written by her as well. Yeah, she, you're right. Uh, it's based on a book. And actually, it's interesting because I posted some stuff on social media and someone had mentioned to me, oh my God, I read this book. It's so brilliant. I, I haven't read the book, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard from a few people that it's amazing. Yep. And then they couldn't get tickets because it was a sold out show. So so there. It's fantastic. They get wait, get in weeks, line they, faster. Well, they well, wait two weeks. They can watch it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not is it coming out in, oh yeah December, December 30, 31st December, yeah it's synonymous release date there you Netflix go and limited theaters 31st so you can see this in theaters again people or on some kind of streaming Netflix maybe yeah go Something see it like on that. New Year's Eve yeah do that so this movie the one word that I would say about this is despair it has complexity it's very full circle uh, almost like a snake, which has also some overtone themes in this film. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism. There is so many layers to unpeel in this film, but at the heart of it, it is a woman doing what she wants to do and suffering, or maybe not suffering, the consequences of her actions. Sometimes. This sometimes film not. has a huge layer of dread and suspense dragged across the entire film that keeps you strung along. I feel that Maggie Gyllenhaal does an amazing job directing Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley in a female tour de force, unparalleled in the ability to show emotion through voyeurism and a look like I have not seen in a long time in a film. The way she's able to pull out the atmosphere and feeling of a shot with one look. I don't think I've seen that done as well as I saw, thought Maggie did in this film. Not since Paul Verhoeven produced the 2016 film L have I been as impressed by an intoxicating female character. The character that we get that is spun into Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley in the younger age of it was so captivating and overwhelming to the senses at times. I absolutely love this movie. It's a character story, which as everybody knows, it's my driver. The, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know how, or I've seen Olivia in a movie as much as I thought she was, every look she gave was brilliant. It was Mondo. Murray. Well, 
I saw this movie. We know. Yes, I did. We we went together. Um, if you like slow, emotionally layered dramas. Ooh, I do. With unconventional perspectives, and you know, like this movie. Oh, this was made for me. I'm not sure if I totally did it, but <laughs> I don't know. Sure, if Murray's that. We just know the Murray, the movie Murray voted Mondo, and that wasn't this one. No, it was not. Um, yeah, no, it was it was all right. Olivia Coleman, as usual, is solid. I mean, I enjoyed her as much as I didn't like her at all in the movie, but she did a good performance. But it says I don't know if it was just she was a bad mother. Or her two daughters were complete brats. A little from column A. Little, a yeah, a little from column B. B. Yeah. It's, it was, it was very real. That I will remember about this movie is Screaming Kids. Yeah, they did add that really well. I literally had a headache <laughs> from listening to Screaming Kids for like 20 minutes of this movie. But what a brilliant, what a between, brilliant directorial Between her two bratty input. kids and the little girl on the beach who lost her doll. Yes. The, the, the screaming and crying was like outrageous. Yes. Uh, I, I will. Isn't that brilliant? I will actually say I sympathized with her a great deal at the beginning of the movie because she goes to this nice quiet island for a, you know, holiday getaway and it gets invaded by this very annoying so can't you, Long can't, Island. Okay, but can't you get inside that character's bigger. head? Don't you think Not Maggie really. did an amazing job putting you, you the person who doesn't have yeah. kids. You, the person who doesn't like no, kids, as, in her place. As the child of a parent who basically abandoned him, uh, I had no sympathy for her at all. I actually was liking the family more than her for most of the movie. But like, but I, you, but I, you I, don't I, real, I, I you actually, don't have to pick a side, Murray. No, but I actually wanted bad stuff to happen to her. Because okay. as the movie went along, so then she, I oh, wait, I disliked wait. her even more as the movie went right. along. Yes. I didn't mind her at the start. Right. Yes. And then it's like, okay, she's just complete trash. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. like her at all. Yeah. And But I didn't like the family either because they were messed That's up. Right. That's right. Exactly. Remember so when I said like, despair? This yeah. is this movie. It's See, despair. For me, I like seeing a movie where I can cheer for a character. I get behind uh, a character. Yeah. This movie had none of that. It had no, no one. No, it there was, which is wait, why it was two wait, hours long. Ed Harris's character, you and why I was also I was looking at, you I looked at my Harris's watch character. every five minutes yeah. because it was two hours of depressingness. So is it is it so much that it made you? I, I would not rage about it because it was it was really well shot, and it was a good story. I just didn't like any of the characters, therefore I couldn't get into the movie at all. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a meh. Okay. I, just, I didn't like it that much. And it was two hours. And it was two hours, not including the fifteen minutes of trailers we saw beforehand. So, so okay. So from a question standpoint, this is the movie that makes or break whether we disagree on everything this week, Bryce. Mm. I'm just putting that in your hat. What the two of us or yes, the two of us. We haven't agreed on anything really on all four movies. Ah, well. You may have spoiler that. alert. Uh, yeah, we agree on this one. What? Um, there's, there are so many scenes in this movie that Olivia Coleman just absolutely blows me away with. That looks she, on her. That just the looks on her face. That and there's a, there's a scene towards the end where she's kind of asked, "So why did you do it?" And she and literally she's like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I and know. I was like, I that know. is so perfect. I, know. I just did. I don't know. I, it was so, so good. I love this movie. Every frame of it. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a force as a director. Well, I, we don't know if she's a force I yet, but she's, she's, got, she she's on be, the way. She will be a force yeah, because this was who, uh, so well put together. Same guy who's crying that Reese guy after two movies. So, yeah. Let, hey. him, get, let him get seven or eight behind his belt. Then we'll see. Uh, yes. Right he's, he's got, got, he's he's got 24. Got about, yeah, he's got like 24. Unfortunately, well, I haven't seen is, any of them. This is her first movie. But, so. Casey, yeah. but do you know what? You know what? I actually really dug a lot about this film was... This is a female character and they show like they really show the real emotion that 
like even when she was asked by Nina, the, the one character that's played by what's her face that you're not a big fan of. Um, Dakota Johnson. Yeah, thank you. Mm. That when she asks her and she's, you know, about when she left and why was it such a great thing? Because you know what? People are human. Women are human. Yeah. There's there can be a time where well, they can't. They they. It was it was the right thing that she left. Like when when you start to see some of the scenes that they kept showing of her past, you think to yourself, you know what? Sometimes you leaving is the right thing to do. Not just for you as the mom, but also you as a person that may how, do something how worse. How good was the response though when she she says that? You know how was it being away from your kids for three years? And she's like. It was wonderful. But yeah, but then, but then, then the tears like, came. Yes, and it's like, oh my, like, it was so, it was unbelievable. Yes, like this is, this was one of the performances of the year. Yeah, I, I love this. Movie. Are you saying this might make the it, Film Rage Bryce Award of the year? Uh, for Best Actress, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's the, she's a front. It's gonna runner. be tough to come up with one award, people. Yeah. But there will be one. Get ready for that. Yes. All right. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well, sweet, sweet rage. My rage this week, and I haven't shared this with the crew, because I wasn't sure what I was going to rage about because I wanted to make sure I got to see every film that we were supposed to see before I could do it. But as some of you may or may not know, I am a huge fan of Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, I mean, massive fan of Maggie Gyllenhaal. Every movie she's in, I think she's brilliant. And my question and my rage this week, why wasn't she directing movies 20 years ago? That's my rage. That's it. That's it. I want more Maggie Gyllenhaal. And apparently, I don't want her to wait until she's where she is now was in she, life. Was she like, what, 20 years, 20 years old back then? Yeah, I don't care how old she was. If this is what we're getting, although maybe she's been able to do what she can do because she got to where she is because of where she I came from. need a little experience. But she's got experience. She's like 40. Not at 20, she didn't. She's 44 years old. So she could have done, she could have been directing at 30. Maggie. I'm angry with you. Start 10 years earlier next time. See what she does next. Let's see what happens in her next life. All right, then. <laughs> All right, my rage this week... Uh, is uh, the fact that we're getting these overly convoluted movies. Simple can be better. You don't need to pack every single idea you've got into a script. They're, you know... You mean in, like in, in Agnes? No, not like in Agnes. Agnes was very focused. <laughs> I don't know what you were watching. Uh, no, I can say it with a straight face. Agnes was focused, laser focused, for the first 40 minutes or so. It took a right-hand turn, and it was laser-focused for another 45 minutes. So, I have no idea what Except you were watching there. in between that, it's messed up. Now, on the other hand, we had Encounter that should have been focused, but then goes on at some weird tangent that wrecked the movie. We had Unforgiven that... Or Unforgivable, sorry. Unforgiven, that was a Clint you're Eastwood unfor- movie. You're unforgivable. You're unforgivable. Unforgivable. Which, had it been focused, could have been watchable, even though we had pouty Sandra Bullock through the whole thing, which her performance which was, was awesome. terrible. Yes. But there was no focus to it. It was all over the map. And simple is just better. We don't need every single idea you've got crammed into a movie. Just tell a story. Tell it well. Don't crowd it with a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be there that's my rage all right agree i have no response rage subsiding pulse slowing anger fading 
come and knock on our door as Force of Crowd welcomes you to Season 2. Oh my lanta, this will be fun. Prepare for hilarious hijinks with your friends Bradley. I was with the bellboy, keeping him busy. Cameron. Yes, you have crow's feet. No, the mirror is not glitching. Allison. It's like having Jessica Fletcher right here in the kitchen. Dylan. Don't underestimate the importance of body language. Mrs. Halverson. Back in the old country, I used to provide conjugal to our local boys in the bogey. And our narrator. He's dressed like he walked out of Forever 21, even though in a few years he'll be suddenly 42. You don't want to miss a single moment of all the men I've slept with. You could start a hockey team. Force Crowd, a sitcom available on a podcatcher near you. All I can say is, come and knock on our door. It <laughs> uh, sounds like a lot of fun. All right, I guess it's my turn. It is. To wrap up this show, because we're skipping some things. We are. All right. Once again, the Merman is bringing holiday joy to this podcast. Uh-oh. This time. Uh-oh, Raggy. It's the Netflix holiday film, Father Christmas is back. Uh, the Christmas is back. Just to check your pile so there was a, there was a first one? I don't know. Um, if, okay. I may conti- if I may continue. Yeah, go ahead. Mr. Chad. You're just going to drag him. Exactly. Let me finish. This is my minute, not yours. Uh, apart from Grammar and April Balbi, uh, mm. as his much too young for him girlfriend, uh-huh. the rest of the cast is as English as it comes. Okay. Uh, the truly ridiculous part is that Grammar's character is supposed to be from supposed to be English, but somehow lost his accent by living in Florida for thirty years. Of course. But I digress. Okay. Father Christmas is back. It is a comedy centered around four very different sisters mm. who have reunited for Christmas holiday uh, in a Yorkshire mansion, which I have been to Yorkshire, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Caroline Christmas Hope. Yes, that's her last name. Wow. Is a control freak who wants nothing more than a perfect Christmas to atone for the fact that their father, James, abandoned the whole family on Christmas Day 30 years previously. Joanna Christmas, played fantastically by Elizabeth Hurley, is a fashion editor who likes expensive clothes almost as much as she hates the country and children. She is truly vicious in this movie. Uh, Vicky is a man-eater who changes boyfriends as often as most people change their underwear. Paulina is an introverted music professor who's been writing her PhD thesis on the Beatles for over a decade. John Cleese is masterful. What? As Uncle John. Yes, John Cleese is in this movie too. The arrival of James, a.k.a. Father Christmas... Um, and his 35-year-old American girlfriend basically ruins Caroline's hope for a perfect Christmas and sets off a series of mishaps, inconveniences, and misconstrued misunderstandings that uncover a long-buried secret. This movie was absolutely freaking hilarious. It was like Home Alone-esque, and it's like... I'm getting the opinion it's more like Hallmark-esque. No, it's not Hallmark. This is one completely messed-up family. Mm. So is there an actual Father Christmas in this? He is. That's his name is James Christmas. He's the father. Oh, of so the he, oh, that's he's not the Santa. Play on words no. there cuz the last oh, one is so a Christmas well. movie. He Christmas. comes back at Christmas. And it's at Christmas. So exactly. so just so and, people know, this had a international world ensues, apparently. This is, on, this, is, this is a huge international world release on this. this did was you know that? This a Netflix that? film. No, yeah, but did you know that it was released November 7th uh-huh. of this year uh-huh. to wide acclaim and pulled in a worldwide gross what, 10 million? of $5,751. Yeah, well. Mm. Sounds I'm not, about I'm not right. speaking the about the box office. The theater release. True. This film only got a four and a half out of 10 on IMDb. But it so got I'm a, sure my fellow podcast mates will hate it. Of course we but will. But I found it enjoyable. As will anybody who has ever had to deal with unwanted family during the holidays. Well, mm. we're about to talk, wa- watch. There are plenty of Christmas hijinks, smattering of CLFs, and even some singing by Dr. Fraser Crane himself. Does he eat scrambled eggs? 
at some point he probably does. Oh, nice. Here's a little nugget for you. John Cleese appeared on an episode of Cheers with Kelsey Grammer 34 years ago. Mm. I don't know if they remained friends all these years, but it's a joy to watch them together. Little spoiler, there is a hint of a fight scene between the two of them in the film. Mm. Old and people fighting. it was fighting. hilarious. So if you're tired of the usual holiday films, this is worth a gander or even a goose. That's all I got. I, I, I'm getting the goose on this one. Yeah. Okay. That was my minute. I can do what the hell I want with it. And he you did. And he did. So, just letting everybody know, we're not doing the list this week because we're holding off to the new year. And we're not doing a Rager Dare because we need to cram through a ton of movies over the holiday season. You'll be seeing us next week. And then stay tuned for our second annual Krampus episode. So, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Some super rage love to our members, Julene from It Goes Down in the PM podcast, James and Philip, for their continued financial and moral support. To our extended film rage family, who you can find on our show notes. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Follow us at Audea, A U D E A dot I O forward slash and then search film rage yyc check out everything film rage at filmrageyyc.com, including our merch for Redbubble and t-bell but we are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners so please comment like and subscribe and send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do please please make us rage that's it for this week rage on rage on